Welcome back. There is a reciprocal relationship between trust, giving feedback, and receptivity to feedback. In one of my surveys, I found that when you trust someone, you are 106% more willing to give them the direct, unfiltered feedback that they need to hear, rather than telling them what you think they want to hear. But this reciprocity doesn't end there. When you give someone the feedback they need with a clear intention through their eyes of helping them become a better version of themselves, they will trust you more. In this mini-series of uh, episodes, I will show you the different levels of feedback. I will discuss positive versus negative feedback, and I will give you tips on how to give or to take feedback. Welcome to The Trust Show. I'm Yoram Solomon, your host, the author of The Book of Trust and facilitator of The Trust Habits Workshop. My mission is simple. I want to help you form habits that build your trustworthiness because the answer to this question will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? Okay, why a mini-series of episodes? I started by writing an outline for one episode that was Giving Feedback Like You Care, Taking Feedback Like It Matters, which is the title of one of my keynotes that I give. And and as I started writing the outline, I I realized pretty quickly that this is going to be something that doesn't end in a 30-minute episode. So I decided I'm going to do two episodes. I'm going to have one episode on giving feedback and the next episode about taking feedback. But even that apparently is not going to be enough. So frankly, I don't know how many episodes. It's definitely going to be done within the fifth season, but it's going to be a series of episodes because I want to go into a deep enough level of what it takes to give feedback appropriately and what it takes to really benefit from taking feedback. So this is why it's going to be a series of episodes, and we're starting with the first one right now. First, I want to link feedback, both giving and taking feedback, to accountability. You know, giving feedback is not easy. And being accountable means that you do realize that if something goes wrong in whatever you and your team are working on, if something goes wrong, even if it's not directly your fault, even if it's not something that you have done, it's something that somebody else has done, you realize that by being accountable, you do have a role in fixing whatever is broken. And and in this case, your role is actually to provide that feedback to the other person to to help them be better, do better, and do better for the entire team. So being accountable means that you do take your accountability to do that thing that is uncomfortable. Well, it's a lot more comfortable when it's positive feedback and and you give praise. But the issue is really when you give negative feedback. And and negative feedback is not giving feedback in a negative way. And I'm sure I'm going to get back to that. It's giving feedback about something that's not going well. 
And so being accountable means that you understand that you have a role and you're going to live up to that role. And that role is to help somebody else get better for themselves, for their their benefit and for the benefit of their, their entire team. But being accountable also means that you are responsible to taking feedback. You, you don't just blame everybody else around you for whatever is going wrong, but you're actually looking in the mirror and asking, what is it that I'm doing wrong? And this is the starting point of your willingness, your, your receptivity to feedback. It starts by you being accountable and saying, there must be something that I am doing wrong. And then you look in the mirror and you say, I I don't see it. So I'm going to ask other people. And if anybody is willing to give me feedback, that's great for me. And that, again, is when you're accountable. When you say, it's not everybody else's fault, everybody but me. But whatever went wrong, even if I don't see it, I had a part of it. And I need feedback. And so by being accountable, you're making the first step to taking feedback, taking it in. After I talked about the accountability part, let's talk about the reciprocity part. So there is a reciprocity between giving feedback, receiving feedback, or receptivity, willingness to receive feedback, and trust. So... Trust law number six uh, says that trust is reciprocal. And it's reciprocal in many ways. The the first way that I talked about uh, when I created trust law number six or observed and wrote about trust law number six is the reciprocity of trust and trustworthiness. And it's not only that uh, if somebody is trustworthy, then others will trust them, but it's actually if you trust somebody else and you show them that you trust them, then they will behave in a trustworthy way just to avoid the cognitive dissonance. But I, I talked about that in the first uh, the first season of this podcast, so I'm not going to go too deep into details here. But there is another type of, or or a few types of reciprocity associated with feedback. I already told you at the the introduction to this episode that uh, when there is high trust, you're 106% more likely to be willing to give feedback, direct feedback, not not just, you know, uh, and, and hard feedback. But it's also 76% higher willingness to be receptive to that kind of feedback. So that that's kind of one re- one relationship but but I want to show the reciprocity of it. So let's start the reciprocity of trust in giving feedback. If you give me feedback, good feedback that helps me even though I know that feedback is hard to give. I mean, it's not when you go, "Oh, you did such a great job and you know how the words great job are a pet peeve of mine." But if you give me feedback that's hard for you to take, I know it's hard for you to take, what this tells me is that you care about me. You care about me enough to put me ahead of your own convenience of not giving me a feedback that's hard to give. And as a result, I trust you. So if you're willing to give me hard feedback, I will trust you more. There is another reciprocal relationship, and that is if I trust you in how you take my feedback, in, in how receptive you are to my feedback, then I will give you 
feedback. I will give you the feedback that you need rather than the feedback I think you want to hear from me. So it's not just positive feedback. So on one hand, I will trust you because you give me feedback. On the other hand, if I give you feedback or if I trust you, then I'd be willing to give you feedback. There is another reciprocal relationship, and that's between feedback and receptivity. You know, if you give me feedback, then I'm more likely to be receptive to feedback, again, because I trust you. And if you are receptive to take my feedback, then I will trust you more. And uh, as a result, I will be willing to give you feedback again. Uh, putting you ahead of my own need for avoiding giving you hard feedback because it's hard on me. But if you show me receptivity, if you show me that you're receptive to that kind of feedback, then I will give you feedback. So there is a reciprocal relationship between giving feedback and trust, between taking feedback and trust, and there is a reciprocal relationship between giving feedback and being receptive to feedback. And those are complete cycles. There are different levels of feedback and willingness to give feedback and the settings for giving feedback. And, and I want to go through them and I'm sure you can come up with things that are in between or slightly different, uh, but I'm going to go on a scale between the worst, the lowest level, not, not the worst, the lowest level of uh, willingness to give feedback to the highest level of willingness to give feedback. And I'm talking about giving feedback. I'm not talking about taking feedback at this point yet. So the lowest level is when I don't even believe that giving anonymous feedback is really anonymous. And once again, I served once on, on a uh, large board with a, uh, uh, an organization that has thousands of employees. And once a year, we did an employee survey. And one of the questions in that survey was whether they believe that their responses were anonymous and 60% said they did not. They did not believe that their feedback is really anonymous. Even though, you know, the technically, I, I don't even think that there was a possibility for uh, knowing, correlating who gave the feedback to a specific piece of feedback. The lowest level of willingness to give feedback is when you don't even believe that your anonymous feedback is really anonymous. And you've been there. You know how sometimes you're being asked to give feedback and you're thinking and, and, anonymously and you're thinking, I do not believe that this is really anonymous. Now, over time, you may start believing it because you see that there is no retribution for whatever you're going to put there. Uh, hopefully, you're putting there you're putting it there not to to hurt somebody, but really to help the the, or, the organization. And over time, you're going to realize that you know there is no uh, retribution, so it must really be anonymous, or they're just taking my feedback at at face value. A higher level of willingness to give feedback is the willingness to give anonymous feedback uh, and, and give the real feedback you have. Not, not sugar-coated because you don't trust that it's anonymous, but really give it, give what you really think. 
what I found in, in my experience is there are two reasons why you're willing to do that. Uh, one is because you trust that anonymous is anonymous, that nobody can correlate your responses to you. Or two, and it's unfortunate, but, but I encountered that as well, when the person says, I don't really care. You know, I'll, I'll give it anonymous, but I don't care if you can correlate it to me. I don't care about this job anymore, which again is not not the great, uh, the best place to be. A higher level of willingness to give uh, feedback is when you do it through a third party, and this is sometimes when I like to use coaching an independent coach to correlate or or not to correlate to convey feedback from a person who's not really willing to give that feedback directly hoping that they will be anonymous but even if they're not anonymous it's just that they don't feel comfortable enough giving the feedback and it's typically to their boss so you know it's hard to give feedback to to your boss and i'll tell you something uh, i didn't have this problem in the past i don't know maybe i have a deaf wish maybe i i have no problem with career limiting questions but but I gave my bosses feedback pretty directly and and not not to make them feel bad I, I gave it to them to to help improve them and and more important frankly my working environment but if they don't feel comfortable enough to give that feedback directly especially to a person at a higher authority then do it through a third party you know, we get a third person who uh, comes in and uh, uh, takes the feedback from one person, gives it to the other one. Uh, one of the things that I do is uh, sit down with a few people, collect the feedback, massage it, categorize it, redistribute it in between different areas, and then sit with the person who's getting the feedback. And at that point, uh, unless something is really, really specific that they can tie to one very specific person, then, then it kind of remains anonymous. Again, uh, unless they don't mind, the, the person giving the feedback doesn't mind that that feedback gets correlated to them. It's just that they are uncomfortable in the setting of giving direct feedback. Then we have a higher level. This is direct. Now, now we're going direct, but at low intimacy. And low intimacy is done through email. Uh, mostly email or any other written form. So this is where you don't use your tone of voice. You don't use your body language. You know what I think uh, that I covered that in the second season of this uh, podcast. You know what I think about uh, intimacy and how intimacy or high intimacy accelerates the building of trust. But it also lets the other person see beyond the words and they don't make as many assumptions. But you know what, if the only thing that you're comfortable with is to give feedback via written form, it's something, and and you do it directly, uh, whether you leave yourself open to have a conversation to increase the level of intimacy higher than that, than than the written words, that's great. If not, then that's where it stays. Then we have the direct high intimacy. The direct high intimacy, this is face-to-face, in-person, typically one-on-one, and I'll talk more about that later uh, in this uh, series of episodes. This is when you do it uh, 
when they can see your body language and they can hear your tone of voice, and obviously there is a lot more richness to the content, to, to what you're saying. It's really hard if you put three bullet points and say, here are three pieces of, uh, of feedback that I can give you. Uh, here are three areas for improvement. It's one thing. But when you say it, and I can feel that it's the second one that you really care about, you just gave me a piece of information that I could only get from actually seeing, hearing you give me that feedback. And, and one more thing, as I said before, in this face-to-face meeting while giving feedback, that's a great way to build trust. That other person will trust you. And, you know, if they're receptive and you feel that they're receptive, you're going to trust them more. The highest level is what I would call the hot seat session. When I worked in a, after selling a company to a larger public technology company in Silicon Valley, and I I made it to the executive team of that uh, acquiring company, we had a monthly strategy session offsite, and part of it was the hot seat session. And the hot seat session was when we gave each other feedback, but we did that in front of everybody else. If you ever watch the Blue Angels, uh, there are a few videos you can find on YouTube. There's actually a four uh, episode series on, uh, it's called A Year in the Life of the Blue Angels, something like that. Uh, And you can see how they're giving feedback in front of everybody else that you have to have a very high level of trust to even start that. And I can tell you that I started working with organizations. I offered to facilitate a hot seat session and they just declined. There was no high enough level of trust for them to say, I'm willing to take feedback from you in front of everybody else. And I'll talk more about that uh, later. So there are different levels of feedback. Of, of It's, it's not the, the levels of feedback as it's the level of how you deliver the feedback, starting with the lowest level, which is, I'm, I'm not going to give you any feedback or because I don't even believe that anonymous feedback is anonymous, all the way to the top to a hot seat session. I'm going to give you the most direct, unfiltered, unsweetened feedback to your face in front of everybody else. And there has to be a very high level of trust. So you can see the correlation between the level of how you deliver that feedback to the level of trust that already exists in the organization. But keep in mind, as I said before, in the reciprocity of trust and giving feedback, at least giving feedback at this point, that that, that it's a cycle. The, the more you're willing to give feedback at a higher level, the more you build trust or the faster you build trust. I mentioned positive and negative feedback. Let me clarify what I mean by that, and I'll talk a little more about uh, positive feedback. So when I say positive feedback, what I mean is feedback about something positive. So this is another word for it, uh, still starts with a P, is praise. This is when you tell someone you've done something really great. Now, you already know my pet peeve, two words that uh, started, uh, that launched more failed businesses than any other two words in history, and maybe uh, launched uh, more failed careers than any other two words in history, are great job. So when I say positive feedback, I mean positive, genuine feedback. 
So give real feedback about something that's real good that was done by the other person and not just, you know, say you are so wonderful without really meaning it. So even with positive feedback, I mean real feedback, genuine feedback, sincere feedback. But when I talk about negative feedback, which is where I'm going to spend most of uh, this episode and and probably the following episodes, uh, I'm not talking about feedback given in a negative way. I'm talking about feedback given for something that needs to change, something that's not working well, something that needs fix. And I don't want to mince words here. It's not about something good. Now, I know that, that we call it constructive feedback because we, we hate using the word negative uh, feedback. You know, every time I hear this constructive feedback, it sounds like nails on a chalkboard. You know what I'm talking about. Let me give you some constructive feedback. Heck, you want to tell me something about something that I've done that is wrong, something that's bad. Why don't we just call it that? Why don't we try and get a good positive spin on it? No, it's not a good spin. It's good because you're helping me. And we'll talk about why you're giving feedback in the next uh, uh, little segment. But the distinction I want to make when I say positive feedback is a feedback about something good that you've done. Sincere, genuine feedback about something good. And when I talk about negative feedback, it's feedback about something that you've done that is not good, that is bad, that is negative, that is hurting you, me, or the organization. Uh but it's not feedback given in a negative way, okay? So you want to call it constructive, call it constructive. And I'm going to make this statement here. Positive feedback makes you feel better. Negative feedback makes you better. And you know something? You need both. If you only get negative feedback, it will make you better. But at some point, you're going to go, they don't even notice anything good that I'm doing. And and it's going to hurt you. You're going to start feeling that you're not good enough. You know, you only get feedback about bad things. So you need both. You need to feel better about things that are good. You need to know that they have observed a good thing that you have done. You need that. But you need negative feedback to be better to find these areas where you can make a difference. I'm going to tell you a story. I served on another board uh, than the one I mentioned before. I served on that board and uh, that, that was an association and we had just hired an executive director or, or a CEO, whatever we, we call that role. We had hired him about, I think, something like six months before, before that board meeting. And in that board meeting, part of a board meeting when when you have a CEO in in the organization is that you do something that's called an executive session uh, where you talk about the CEO or the executive director. They have to leave the room. We have to talk about them because in many cases, the role of the board is to hire or fire the CEO. And so we have to talk about that because that's part of our role. And the CEO cannot be in the room when we do that. So the CEO left the room or the executive director left the room and we started going around and uh, the feedback was bad. I mean, board member after board member were just saying how the CEO was doing a bad job. We're not happy with him in this area. We're not happy with him in that area. One of the board members even went as far as saying, 
when we give him the feedback, we're going to say that the board is going to step in and help you. And he better understand that when the board says it's going to help you, that's the worst thing that can happen to you. That's a really bad sign of distrust that the board has in you. That's when the board says, we're going to help you. So we went around the table and, and everybody gave their feedback. Uh, mostly it was about things that we were not happy with. Then we brought the CEO back in. And he came in and uh, looking for feedback. And we started going around the room. Now, the first board member didn't want to be the first one to give bad news. So he said something like, you know, we're, we're pretty happy with what you do. You know, you're doing a great job here. And it's a great job. Here is this, these fingernails on chalkboard, right? Great job. So you're doing a great job. And, and you're this and you're that. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. That's not what he said before during the executive session. And then the second one goes on. Well, now the second one doesn't want to be the first one that gives back bad news. And so he goes, uh, oh, you know, the, you're we're really happy with how you did this and how you did that. And, and this is like becoming surreal to me. And we get to the board member who said, remember the one who said that we're going to help you and he better understand that when the board says uh, they want to help you, uh, that's the worst thing that can happen. You know, I really need to do that like Jack Nicholson and a few good men. You want the truth. You can't handle the truth. But uh, instead, what she said was, uh, oh, and just so that, you know, we're, we're happy with you. And just so that, you know, the board is willing to help you. And, and he's he gets this big smile on his face that the executive director, he has this big smile. And he says, oh, I really, really appreciate it. And I'm thinking, no, that's not what she said. What she said was that uh, that this is the worst thing that she can hear. That was how she that was what she meant. And we went one after the other, and I was really, really getting annoyed. And at some point, I, I did this sign, you know, with my hands, the timeout sign. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I I, I gotta I gotta intervene even before my my turn. The feedback that you just got, I talked to the uh, executive director. That's not what they said when you were not in the room. Man, you could hear a pin drop after I, I said that. This is not the feedback that, that was given to you when you were not in the room. They were saying that you are they're not happy with you. And, and neither am I, by the way, just so that you know. You know, I own this part of that feedback too. But that statement, the board is going to help you, the complete statement was the board is going to help you and the CEO needs to know that when the board says they're going to help you, that's the worst thing that you can hear because that means that the board doesn't trust you. I went on and on and, and gave him that kind of feedback. And, and after that, they, they kind of opened up the, the other board members and started giving more real feedback to him. After that meeting... He, he took all that feedback in. He said, I'll, I'll think about that. I'll work on it. If, if it was me, I would probably be also be thinking about another job. But no, he started working on this. He did not speak to me for six months after that. He did not speak to me for six months after that because of that feedback that I gave him. And about six months later, I got a call. He said, I'm going to be in town. We, we were in different cities. I'm going to be in town. Do you have time for dinner? 
Sure. We had dinner. And he said, it took me six months to realize that your feedback was the most important feedback for me. Everything else was just giving me what I wanted to hear, and it would not have improved me. And I can tell you to date that he ended up being the best executive director that organization ever had. The best one the organization ever had. And I'm going to point to the fact that we gave him, eventually we gave him real feedback. We really pointed out on what he needed to improve. And without that, he would not have been the best executive director we had. But the purpose of this segment was really to talk about positive feedback. So I needed to explain why feedback is important and uh, distinguish between positive and negative. Let let me talk about how to give positive feedback because that's pretty easy. First, you do it when it's relevant. You know, I'll talk at the end, I'll talk about the feedback sandwich method, which really, again, once again, sounds to me like fingernails on a chalkboard. Uh, Don't give positive feedback just to soften some negative feedback you're going to give. No, give it when it's relevant. Give it when it's happened or right after the whatever the thing is happened. Be genuine about it. I already talked about it. Do not give positive feedback when you don't really mean it. How about time? Is any time good for, for positive feedback? Yes, any time is good for positive th- feedback. You, you will see, by the way, the answers to these questions, same questions when I talk about negative feedback, which is going to be the, the majority. You do it anytime. You can do you can give positive feedback anytime. There's no time when telling somebody, hey, this was good, this was great. Uh, there's there's no bad time for that. There's no bad place for that. You know, uh, maybe they're not available right now to listen to you at all. I mean, don't, don't force yourself into giving feedback. But, but when, when they can listen, it's so much broader, the amount of time, that the, the places where you can give positive feedback. How about in front of other people? I'm going to give the general rule. And the general rule is, sure, Positive feedback, do it in front of other people. Heck, it helps when you do it in front of other people because you're really giving praise and you're not just giving praise, you're giving public praise. So there is a value to the other person by you giving that feedback in front of other people. So let other people see something they may not have been exposed to. But be careful. Be careful because some people are on some things they don't want others to know. Take, for example, all those anonymous donations that are given to organizations by someone who is more than willing to help but really don't want, doesn't want anybody else to know that they were the ones giving that huge donation. You got to respect that for whatever their reasons are. So I would say in front of other people, there is value in it. There is no restriction to it. But you have to make sure that this is what they want. You know, imagine if you want to give an anonymous donation and you don't know if the organization is going to acknowledge you publicly by name or not. Can you do it behind a person's back? I would say the same rule applies to do it in front of other people because really doing it behind a person's back, you're doing it to other people. You're saying something good about them to other people. So as long as you know that they're not going to have an issue with you giving that positive feedback, 
Sure, you can do it behind a person's back. That's not what I'm going to say when I talk about negative feedback. Okay, we're running over 30 minutes. I, I knew that this is going to be a series of uh, episodes, so I'll shut up for now and I'll pick it up next week. What would you like to know about trust and trustworthiness? Let me know and I'll answer it in a future episode. I would love to hear from you. Email me at yoram at thetrustshow.com. If you like this episode, subscribe to the show so you will automatically get notified when I release a new episode. Rate it, write a review for this podcast, because those ratings help not only you, but also others looking for podcasts just like this. If you're looking for more resources to learn about how to build trust, be trusted, or know who to trust, look up my workshops at yoramsolomon.com workshops, online courses at trustedatwork.com, find my books on Amazon, or go to my website, yoramsolomon.com. And remember one thing, the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? Thank you for listening or watching The Trust Show.